Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. For a limited time, enjoy our tax-free sales event. What the hell is a tax-free sales event? Is it like the worst sale ever where you save maybe, you know, 9 to 12% or is it like what's even going on there? Well, in in Canada, it's like a 14% off sale. Oh, oh, there we go. 14%. Why? <laughs> yeah. Like what? When I was when I was younger, our sales tax was 15% and then uh, the conservative government came and then dropped it by 1%. And now they wonder where the deficit comes from? Yeah, and then, you know, like lost a couple, a billion dollars or so in, in tax revenue without significantly improving the lives of Canadians. Without significantly changing, you know, how much things people buy. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of how conservative governments work. Um. Yeah, so it was great. <laughs> And now that 1% will never come back because unless we get another world war, which is the last time that the government had a legitimate excuse to raise sales tax without losing the election. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of these days someone's going to have to bite the bullet and lose the election. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, like if they're going to do a bunch of other broken promises, they might as well just run without saying they're going to raise the sales tax and then do it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit, you know? Just like 1%, 2%. Also, um, if it's a 14% sales tax, you actually don't... It's actually not 14% off to take it off. Yes. But, you know, we're not going to get into the intricacies of math. <laughs> yeah. Instead... Yeah. We're going to get to our episode, because hi, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame, uh, two stories that are set in the same world, but are not the same story. Good to know. My name is Eunice, I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternal Source, two stories that are not set in the same universe. <laughs> um, Look, I only write in like four universes, and also all the short stories, which are all in their own universes, we ignore that. Yeah. You know, if I were clever, I'd, like, make it all into one grand multiverse or something, but, you know, I'm not. I could make mine into a grand multiverse, but I would have more problems than that would solve. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, who is it? Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> um, fun I fact, know. I, 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 re I just watched a YouTube video where somebody burned the diamonds in order to like carbonate water because they wanted to make the world's most expensive carbonated water something <laughs> nile red or something it's definitely nile red <laughs> as opposed to nile blue um but, but i highly recommend both channels on youtube if you like uh random random experiments um, I th I think red is the one where it's, you know, uh, fancy lab energy, and the other one is chaotic gremlin energy. And you know what? Everybody should have two versions of themselves, the chaotic gremlin and the very nice face. Come on. If you want proper lab protocols, uh, calculated, uh, you know, amounts of, of chemicals that they're using and, and all of that, then now red. And then if you want to see someone make a really horribly sharpened knife out of business. Um, try now blue.
<laughs> really, really bad knife. All right, and because we're not a chemistry show, <laughs> how about we get to what we're doing this week? Okay. Um, so this week, we're doing a writing rehash, um, and uh, I've decided to go YA this time, and uh, do the Ranger's Apprentice series by John Flanagan. Another thing I've never read. Uh, super fun, fun series. It, like, uh, a lot of hilarious moments. I read this, actually, as an adult and enjoyed it. Well, okay, not an adult, but, like, as how a, old was I? As a young adult? Like, huh. This was back when I wasn't, like, afraid to, like, go into the teen section because I still looked like I could read teen books, but, like... So you were, what, 23, 24? <laughs> I mean, that's true. No, but... Uh, you know, I, I was joking, but... <laughs> I look a lot younger than I am. Um, although these days, you know, I've been prematurely aged by uh, sleep deprivation. Um, but I started reading adult novels, like, when I was, like, 11 or 12. The point is, great uh, romping adventure with some hilarious scenes. Uh, and uh, the... The kind of main feature of, of this series um, are these kind of like legendary capital R rangers who like uh, are really good at uh, archery and, uh, you know, tracking, uh, sneaking and, and, and stuff like that. You know, they kind of, they're almost kind of like elves. Um, they're a D&D ranger. Got it. Yeah, they like sneak around. They wear like cloaks that break up the outline of their of their uh, silhouette. They have this like weird way of running around that apparently like mimics the way that uh, grass waves in the wind. Oh, so they're a bunch of weird nerds. Got it. Yeah, and uh, their their kingdom is being invaded by uh, this like evil emperor who has kind of started using dark magic or something like that. It's been a while. I'm um, going to be honest, this doesn't seem like a like a job that le- that lends itself to the creation of kingdoms. Uh I mean that's you know the 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 kingdom has like regular knights and a regular army and stuff too. The rangers are kind of like half spies, half Gamekeepers have, you know, uh, sentries. They, and we'll they, ignore the fact that that's three halves. Yeah, they do a lot of they do a lot of things, um, and uh, you know, very little is kind of known about them from the by the general public. Oh, and they have like these really really well trained and really smart ponies that like give a lot of sass, uh, which I really enjoy. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so like if you, they all what the are we, all, hmm? what are we rehashing? Is I guess what I'm asking here. Um, I guess it's like the the classic, you know, legendary uh, order of whatever who who do like cool things and uh, save the kingdom as by being cool. Um, 
but less less like knights and more like rangers. <laughs> hmm. There's obviously the temptation to go the dramatic route, route, right? Where you sort of like have this like legendary lost order of which there's only a few people remaining and they come out of hiding or do this like incredible work in the background to keep the kingdom alive or whatever. But I feel like there's also a really funny comedy direction you could take this in. Mm-hmm. Where you have a kingdom that everybody thinks of as peaceful, right? Um, and then you have this like invasion from some otherworldly force that is just like, that every other area is just, oh no, how will we ever fight them? But as soon as they come into the kingdom, just about everybody is involved in some secret lost order of whatever the fuck they're into. Like, so, just random peasant on the street, it's like, well, I've trained in these martial arts for 40 years before I became a random peasant. It doesn't really make any sense. And, like, all of the orders are different. I had no idea about any of the other orders that have just been sending people here for absolutely years. Okay. So it's just chock full to the brim of secret orders of rangers, of knights, of, of wizards, of whatever the fuck. Okay. And they're all, like, trying to pretend to be normies? Pretty much, yeah. Like, as soon as you get any of them on their own, they immediately go into full power mode. But, like, while they're in a group, they're all trying to hide their powers from each other. Mm, okay. And, like, you know, anytime somebody, like, drops something or, or there's, like, a, a potential accident, these, like, strangely honed reflexes start popping out. Um... Oh, yeah. And nobody notices it, because it's, like, super normal to them, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, but I assume some kind of evil starts uh, invading their peacefulness, and then they have to start coming out of hiding. <laughs> Pretty much, that's what I'm saying. Like, you set up for a comedy premise, and you just mash these ancient orders of knights and monks and... Rangers and wizards and <laughs> everything into each other. Okay, so okay, let's do a secret order of some kind of magic user and a secret order of some kind of ranger and a secret order of some kind of uh, warrior band, and then uh, a secret order that's like for preserving lost knowledge secrets. <laughs> for preserving okay. secrets and it's like okay so what kind of secrets do you preserve well the secrets of and then they just start listing off all of the different orders of everybody who's around oh yeah okay so that that order doesn't really do anything but they know about all the other orders and they're the only <laughs> order that knows about all the other orders <laughs> like, like you created so an they, order just to know about the other order <laughs> And the funny thing is that unlike all the other orders, they don't get like super good at fighting or anything. They just get ridiculously smug. <laughs> just like I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> it's like, hey, you random person, use like X secret ability from this list. What? How do you know about that? Don't worry about it. It's like. What? You know about it, but you can't use it? Uh, don't worry about it. Okay, 
Let's say there's some evil emperor who is either trying to take over the world or um, seek immortality, because that's the classic two reasons why. Um, I mean, those they... are the classic reasons, but, you know, we're, we're going with the comedy here, so I have a thought, <laughs> but you can, you can tell me no if, if, you know, it's too much, of the old emperor recently died and the new emperor t- took power, right? Except that the new emperor is, like, 12. Okay. So the advisors keep lying to whoever they are. Okay. And saying that things are going much, much better than they are. Okay. So the entire reason for this war is that the, the emperor is being told, yeah, everything's going super well, but it's very much not, and they're not getting anywhere. But, you know, they're making money off the war, so the advisors are keep lying. So it's very much the, you know, we're going to confront the evil emperor. And the evil emperor is like, what? Evil? I didn't think anyone, anything was going wrong. What the hell's going on out there? Okay, so it's like they, they fight through the waves of guards and then get to a 12-year-old boy. Pretty being... much. Okay. Who's very confused as to why people are there. Because, you know, he, he was winning and uh, doing great for his people. Okay. Uh, so then they, uh, are there evil magic things being used? Blood sacrifices? Probably, you know. At least one of the secret orders would have blood sacrifices, but like, you know, on the good side. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) You blood sacrifice the demons and it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Uh, it's one of those, like, complex plots where... You have to somehow make all of them essential to the to the cause. Yeah, you know, one of those complex plots that's really not that difficult to write. Although um, I will say, you sort of have to build from the middle out if you're building like if you're trying to do that, because if you build from back to front or front to back, it can be a little bit awkward where you're like, oh, well, I mean, this power solves basically every problem. <laughs> And unfortunately, I'm too good at using it to solve problems, and now we need to go put it away. And putting it away is always difficult. Yeah. I'm really bad at complex plots. I, I really, like, just have, like, one one thing that's going on and then go with that. But, uh... I'm really good at, like, putting a complex plot under the surface if you look for it, but, like... Uh... <laughs> Not everybody does. Okay, I mean, let's just say there's some kind of evil enchanted soldiers, and then they all tend to be invincible to one type of thing, whether that be like magic or projectiles or. Oh, that's or... that's actually that would be uh, that would be kind of interesting as like a sort of a sort of a base to build off of. Just like yeah, I mean. Our powers are kind of weird. We gain immunity for from one thing of our choice, and then we're sent off to fight in the war. And then, uh, so it becomes like a game of rock paper scissors type of. <laughs> it really is just like rock paper scissors, and it's like this is so artificial. Yeah, but like it's effective. Or, or maybe it's closer to Pokemon where they <laughs> they're just like they swap out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, because if we, if we have 30 guys who are immune to arrows and we put them, you know, on top of 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> we get them to be carried in like a like as a blanket by a bunch of people who are immune to swords. Then you know we got this whole thing going. <laughs> okay, so yeah, if you sacrifice your soul, you become immune to one thing. Uh, that seems like a bad trade for a soul. Hey, some people are really afraid of dying. And, yeah. Uh, you know. Although, you know, occasionally someone will be like, yeah, I sacrificed my soul for immunity to aging. Yep. But, and uh, then they run off and hide. That, that is also what came to my mind. You can, you can be immortal, but um, only in a certain way. Um, so you could still easily get killed if you choose that. And also, if you go, I'm immune to aging, and you're like, you know, 16 at the time. I mean, that's just poorly thought out, you know what I mean? It's a teenager. You know, like, wh- why would you go for any immortality type of thing before you're fully an adult? It's. I mean, it depends on what you consider fully an adult, right? Because, like, I could, I could totally see someone doing it from, like... 20 to 23 and it making sense. Yeah. 16. It just, you're not done yet, you know? Yeah. Go, go develop some. Well, no, because you're not really fully an adult until like 25 to 27, right? So, like, I mean, someone could totally make the decision to do so before they're 24 and their reflexes start deteriorating. I mean, kind of depends on what you consider fully mature. Um... You're still un- undergoing like neural pruning or something, but at until age twenty five, twenty seven. But some of some of your abilities are already starting to deteriorate. I'd probably go twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, it's the best compromise. <laughs> we need to prune all those neurons, anyways. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, who is the main character? Um. Probably someone who's not part of one of these ridiculous orders, and somebody who's just like, yeah, I found this magical sword on my farm after okay. my dad, who was in a magical order. <laughs> okay, so someone who is kind of a normie, but like the also kind of not. Yeah, the descendant of one of these legacies, and also exactly. has some kind of innate talent where they're like, well. You say you're not from the Order, but it seems quite clear that you're from the Order. <laughs> you were taught all of the Order secrets, just not the names. Or, or yeah, like, like you didn't realize it, but all of those quote-unquote games your parents played with you as a kid <laughs> were actually training. <laughs> They're like, wait, 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 wait. We don't, like, learning to, like, dagger throw things that are, like, flying through the air <laughs> while blindfolded are not is not just a game. Like, <laughs> what, you mean learning to throw daggers 500 meters only by sound is not, like, a childhood game? Yeah, like, blindfolded hide-and-seek is not standard. <laughs> oh, um... I guess I am part of the order then. <laughs> well, they're not part of the order because they didn't go through the rites and initiation, you know? Yeah, all the skills without the ridiculous oath of whatever. 
It would be even funnier if it's not even like a difficult oath. They just really don't want to take it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's probably not that bad, but like makes you give up like bread or something. (laughs) Something stupid. Like, you're no longer allowed to eat chocolate. And that's just the sticking point. They're like, absolutely not. No way. And also, like, you know, one particular type of grain. Maybe, like, as a joke, it, like, makes you, like, go gluten-free, except we never use the word gluten, so it's like, this, 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 or this. And they're like, what? What? (laughs) But uh, the the founder of the order was, uh, had celiac disease. (laughs) So... Wrote that into the into the code. <laughs> it's the only part of the code that they have a problem with at all. I'm just like, what? But I love all of those foods. <laughs> okay. uh, all right. So we have our not part of the order, part of the order um, in character. Is there any other? And we have our you know villain of like the child being lied to. Who else do we want as well, like I a mean, character? There's obviously some smug bastard from that order that only just knows things, who goes around and collects everyone and, and tells them what to do, even though, like, they're actually super weak and uh, can't do anything. I, I, I think I would enjoy that being part of our main character's, you know, party, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, random smug bastard. And it's like, you can't do anything. Why are you so smug? Yeah. Where, but, uh, you know, they're like, well, you can do all this, but you don't know anything, so why don't you shut up? <laughs> They're obviously very proud of themselves. Yeah, like, you ninja bastard who can, like, probably kill me in your sleep while blindfolded. <laughs> it's like, you could kill me in my sleep while, while blindfolded, in your sleep while blindfolded. But you know what you can't do? Tell me what that guy's name is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is it important to know what that guy's name is? It's like, More than you might think. It's like, no, they're just possessed by a demon. They're the bad guy. We just like fight them, right? And, this, and then they're like, no, because little do you know that if you say somebody's name backwards, then you can uh, temporarily nullify their demon powers. <laughs> Okay, so what's their name backwards? And it's just unpronounceable gibberish. Yeah, it's like, how do you say that? And they say it just right that second. Just like unpronounceable gibberish. And it's like, okay. Right, okay. How do you say that again? And then they spend like an hour like fighting over the pronunciation. (laughs) And because they keep saying it, the demon keeps being disabled the entire time. (laughs) Can't figure out what's going on. (laughs) Just Um, freezing in place. Collapsing. Managing to barely get back up. Freezing in place. Collapsing. Okay. I mean, I guess it depends on what their immunity is, too. So what happens when it gets cancelled? I mean, I would... I would make it a little bit more than cancel. I would would cancel it plus, like like, a backlash or whatever. You know, introduce an actual weakness. Although it's not one that this guy can exploit, because he's kind of a smug jerk who doesn't do anything. 
Yeah, and I don't even know if the main character needs it. The main character can probably just kill demon-possessed people without breaking a sweat. It's probably helpful, like, long-term to have somebody who actually understands what's going on. But as for the, like, fighting, yeah, no, they don't need the help. You know. I feel like, uh, for some reason, like, their their nighttime lullaby is actually some kind of demon, anti-demon <laughs> prayer or something. <laughs> yeah, their, their equivalent of counting sheep is some anti-demon ward. Yeah, so, uh, you know, they have been attacked at bedtime. But they never realize it. While they were praying, yeah. Because <laughs> that's how we do. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, okay, so you really have killed demons in your sleep, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't aware of doing that. I, you know, I mean, once I did wake up and then there was this, like, weird residue on the floor, which in retrospect is probably a melted demon. Um. <laughs> it takes them a minute, too. It's like, well, I mean, occasionally I'd wake up and there's, like, some weird residue on the floor, but that doesn't really... And now that I'm seeing it out loud... <laughs> yeah, now that I've seen demons that I've killed while awake, this... This makes a lot more sense. But, oh my god, at the time it was like hell to get out of the carpet. You have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> alright, alright. Uh, is there anybody else we want to add to our main character's party, you know? Um, okay, so like, I feel like the main character is some kind of like ninja arts type of, you know. Yeah. You know, legendary sneaking and fighting and, and, and killing skills and navigating the dark and things like that um maybe some kind of magic user that would be fun uh although i guess i wonder like what kind of magic do we want them because again we want to make them like a comedic presence again i mean like probably something that's really powerful but the main character is actually like more impressed by whatever little party trick they do to like prove that they have magic they're like, wow, can you do that again? <laughs> Maybe there's something like an air mage, I guess, who like learns. They're not like an air mage in the standard sense. They're an air mage whose ability is essentially being able to turn bits of air solid and like move the solid bits around. But they can't move around like, you know, gaseous air. <laughs> so like their party trick is essentially like lame telekinesis <laughs> they can move they can move what they can solidify and move air but they can't move air that's in gaseous form so they gotta freeze it first essentially yeah okay so their little party trick is making dry ice pretty much yeah um and then the main character is endlessly fascinated by this the smoky substance. <laughs> it's not even cold. It's just... <laughs> like, they don't even, like, freeze it. They just change the freezing point so it's not even cold. Uh, it's just lame. Yeah. They increase the pressure instead. Exactly. Okay. Maybe... Although, I guess, I guess with some gases, that would get you a super fluid, which is... It depends. Mm. Well, I mean, 
we don't need to go that high on the pressure. Um, go on, go on now, blue. If you want to learn about supercritical fluids. <laughs> um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, like maybe this person can actually collect enough CO two to like some other people in their sleep and stuff, but. Um, the main character is just like really enjoys like endlessly the, fascinated by the solidification of gas or 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 really likes the way that uh, this character can make like dramatic entrances like <laughs> surrounded by <laughs> by uh, freezing some pockets of air underneath your cloak and then releasing them as you walk into a room you can make the cloak billow dramatically yeah. and then there's just like you know that kind of CO2 fog going everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're like, wow, you're so cool! <laughs> can make uh, tiny uh, dry ice sculptures. Exactly. Keep... And it's not just dry ice, because they could do oxygen and nitrogen as well. Oh, well, that's real cold. Well, again, I wasn't saying make it cold, just pressure. Yeah, but even if you... Just let them sublimate. That'll... Again, I was saying, make them powerful. That's, like, sort of the point, is that everybody who's in this freaking country is ridiculously overpowered for no reason. Okay. But the main character is like, wow, you can make our drinks cold. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Stuff on that level, yeah. yeah. And they're just like, okay, I guess that's my job now. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the bartender for our group. <laughs> There we go. Um, and then, you know, I guess the true bad guy will be, like, one of the advisors. Yeah. That's, that's what it would need to end up being. Do we want to give them i uh, I'm kind of tempted to give them, like, a motivation that would be sympathetic if they used it to kill one person, but instead they were like, let's take over the entire world. Uh, but... Like, that's also not as funny as something just stupid. I would I would say, like, the advisor would be someone who chose to be invincible to something that would uh, make them immortal, except have th- some kind of, like, fatal weakness to some kind of really common thing in the world, so they're trying to eliminate it. I see, I see. Um... I mean, you could go the Balder route, and it's like, yeah, everything except mistletoe. Why is he not immune to mistletoe? It's fine. We don't think about it. Um, because mistletoe is sweet and innocent, and we don't need to make it promise not to kill Balder. <laughs> mistletoe is sweet and innocent? <laughs> I... <laughs> you... Deep cut. Okay, uh, we're gonna move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. What could you be made invincible to that would make you immortal, other than old age? Kind I of... would say time, but I think that would actually just make you stop permanently and just, like, be a permanent fixture. And just, you're, like, there as a statue permanently. Hmm. Which would be very funny, but, mm... I mean, I guess we'd have to go into 
theory the theory of of aging yeah you'd need to go into like a crazy amount of biology so let's not um <laughs> maybe because <laughs> the options here right are go a little bit dramatic go like you know full evil or do something like maybe the advisor uh has a different set of powers that are instead derived from his reputation or something right and the the issue is that like really early on maybe in a fit of peak after like something bad happened he did a bad thing um and because his powers generate from his reputation it sort of fundamentally changed the way his powers worked and like but he wants to keep his powers so like he needs to keep doing whatever that bad thing is like conquering like maybe maybe he was really annoyed right and kicked somebody off like somebody kicked him off his chair so he took that chair back and then he realized that that was his power he could take things over and be invincible within them what i i don't know i'm, I'm spitballing here very stupid ideas right so we start off with something really stupid and, and inconsequential and then he just takes it really far he's like wait if i took over this chair and gained power what would happen if i took over a province a country the world are we talking about a literal chair or some kind of position oh no i was talking about a literal chair like a literal physical chair okay i mean that's i think that's a a little a little too far down the ridiculous route Somebody stole my chair and it kicked off the world conquest and Blood sacrifices and demon summoning. <laughs> Is it though? Because I, I think I would enjoy that. It's like, we finally made it. Can you please tell us what the hell is going on? Well, it all started when I was kicked off my chair as a child. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh, okay, maybe there are secret orders of dark magic too. Oh, there we go. <laughs> And uh, when this this advisor was a kid, something happened that made them feel resentful and petty. And they got recruited by the order of the, you know, dark souls, demon worshippers, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. Uh, who promised to help get back at whatever petty bully uh, was involved. Uh, oh, so they traded their eternal service in order to get revenge on one schoolyard bully. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So now they've been uh, enslaved or mind brainwashed by the kind evil. Kind of brainwashed, yeah. By this evil order. It's like, yeah, and, no, I just do what they tell me. And uh, all you have to do to serve your order is to trick three other people into joining. <laughs> I see, I see. It's a, you know, classic evil pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) The entire order is a pyramid scheme. Yes, I like that. I like that. Oh, so they start the war in the attempt to (laughs) recruit people to their pyramid scheme. Yes. It's like, oh shit, we ran out of people in this empire. We gotta... (laughs) World conquest! (laughs) World conquest for the pyramid scheme. (laughs) Yes. The 
I like it. Big baddie is a pyramid scheme. There we go. <laughs> Well, it'd be really funny as if they're like the the pyramid, or at least the original pyramid's purpose, like isn't even that evil. No, it's like uh, instead of like being dark worshippers of the evil god, whatever. It's like, yeah, I mean, we like money, and we're trying to give it to our founder, and um, that's about it. Like, <laughs> and we're selling these crackers. It's like. So you're taking over the world to sell crackers? Yes. Or, you know, some kind of potion or something. It's like a minor potion, like a minor cosmetic potion, if you really yeah. want to push into it. You know, if you really want to just make it like, so so you're, you're, you made an entire fantasy story to make fun of Avon? Is that is that what we're doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It, it, it's, a, it's a side benefit. We're just making fun of everything while we're at it, you know? Uh, or, or, what, essential oils? What kinds of things tend to be sold in this multi-level well, marketing? Um, you've got, like, nutritional supplements, cosmetics, um, things like essential oils where I'm not actually entirely certain what they're supposed to do. <laughs> Everything. They're supposed to cure everything. Yeah, that's sort of the issue. It's like medicinal nonsense of like curing everything and also being non-medicinal cosmetics and fucking whatever the hell. Yeah, that stuff. The the, the classic uh, miracle. Snake oil. You know, what would be really funny is if they were literal snake oil salesmen. <laughs> what is snake oil? I don't know. Maybe there's just some oil. Maybe there's just some oily snake that they they're selling as like a miracle cure, like essential oil or whatever. Okay, so it's like snake extract. No, they literally call it snake oil. Okay. <laughs> because that's what it is, you know. So they're they're selling you snake oil, and it's the cure to everything. Okay, so the evil multi-level order gets uh brought down as they break the brainwashing magic and get everyone to stop killing those poor snakes <laughs> they're not even killing the snakes they're just like harvesting their oil yeah let's yeah let's stop doing that leave the snakes alone <laughs> put that snake down put that snake down didn't do anything to you leave it alone <laughs> um and then uh, they uh, educate the young, the young emperor on, uh, you know, proper <laughs> pyramid schemes and you, <laughs> how to avoid them. Um, and you know, teach them to avoid pyramid schemes. They never end well. Exactly. And then uh, everybody. It's a happily ever after, and everybody goes home. And continues to live in the. Oddly overpowered village. <laughs> it's not even a village. It's the entire kingdom is like this. Okay. Well, I feel like, you know, there'd be, like, places where it's, like, even worse than... Than usual. Than usual. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. You know, like, 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 three generations back, the heads of, like, five orders decided to retire together because they're all friends. And then there's just, like, that one village. It's like... <laughs> 
This is a little bit excessive for a bunch In of... the cities, the concentration of ancient orders and secret monasteries and all of that stuff is about 40 to 60 percent of the population. Don't go to the villages, it's 80 plus. <laughs> yeah, and it's where, you know, I, I guess it like became like pretty classic for for the the heads of the orders to like retire in, t- in the countryside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, so so in at the end of the story, like the the heroes of this generation also do that. Retire to the countryside. Okay. Yeah. And then start uh, raising, you know, really overpowered grandchildren as one Exactly. <laughs> as you do. Uh, you know, it, it's part of the tradition of the order. It's part of the tradition of the kingdom, more like. And and it's like you're you're like it's traditional to like retire when you're like forty or something, like not really old. So you got like plenty of years to get really bored and train your grandchildren. Give them yeah. the same hell training that you received, perhaps even upgraded. I mean, I wouldn't call it hell training. It's all disguised as fun and games. Yeah, exactly. It's technically hell training, but mm. it's fun. You do it for for points. <laughs> And candy. There's a whole scoring uh, system. And bragging rights over your siblings. (laughs) Over which of you gets to turn into the smug asshole. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I I guess that's the only order where, like, you can't really disguise the training as as games. It's more like... I mean, you totally could. It's like trivia or Jeopardy or whatever. Okay. But, you know, they're just learning, like, all of this secret knowledge as, uh... (laughs) Again, as you do. Maybe they, they, as children, they're told that it's actually, like, a, a, a fictional fantasy world that they're, like, in charge of the lore of. Yeah, and they get turned into, the, and the way they get turned into a smug asshole is like, you know all that stuff you've been learning? It's all real. It's all real. And only we know about it. It's like, okay. but all my friends know about it, too. Well, but they don't know it's real. So, really. Yeah, and none of the other orders know about it, so our order's better. What would be really funny is if, essentially, because the like you have children between orders and stuff, it's just like, that's how new orders form, is they take parts of two other orders and combine them. Yeah, like, new orders are just children whose parents had uh, disagreements on what... Not not necessarily disagreements, just, like, literally, like, they raised them into parts of both. You know, compromise, compromise parenting. Exactly. Good parents. Yeah. Good parents in my fantasy setting? It's more likely than you think. Well, you know, we gotta stick some orphans in there. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the end of the episode. We're not gonna go any further. Thanks for listening. Please rate review us on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever the hell you can do that. And we're just gonna go. Whoa. <laughs> you forgot to say the email. So there. <laughs> okay. The email is Unwritten Imaginings. At, uh, no, it's not. It's actually... No, it's not. <laughs> it's actually... Listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com, I think. Right? I hope. 
I set this up. I should really remember it. You really should. If you're going to try and run away before we can add orphans, <laughs> you kind of need to get better at the outro. <laughs> I was kind of expecting you to actually help me with the outro a little bit, but I realized like halfway through it that you totally weren't, and then it was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, in order to fix all of that, uh, yeah, if you like this story, listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com, if you want to be a guest, guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. Uh, like and rate us and tell all your friends about us. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>